0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Unedited Me podcast. I'm Sabrina, your host here, and I'm super excited to welcome you to the very first podcast of this series. Now, I do have a confession to make. The first episode was recorded back in 2020 when I didn't have a very good microphone set up. So I apologize already to people who are listening via headphones. If you wish to listen to a better version, you can do so by going on my YouTube channel, Beloved's Key, and listen over there. It's also a video podcast, so you're free to go watch the video version that I put so much effort and hard work at creating. Now, I want to share with you guys a little bit of the vision here on the podcast before we get started. You know, as humans, we're all built with a desire for connection, community, and vulnerability with others. And when life gets in the way, we may stumble and fall, and loneliness, hurt, and a sense of weightiness can kick in, which changes how we share with others. So we edit what we say and who we are because of our need for self-preservation in that hurt and in that feeling of loneliness. So, my hope with this podcast is to reignite the desire within all of us to live a life unedited, a life where masks and disconnection are off the table, as uncomfortable as that may be sometimes. There's just this universal connection we all share when we take part in a conversation that ignites hope, love, and joy in us. And so, this is my heart for this podcast. I hope that you'll join me on this journey as I take you along with me and others that I interview on the path of living a life unedited. We may talk about things that don't necessarily have to do with living a life unedited, but the hope is that you'll find connection with the words that we say and with what we share that will help you to choose to be the best version of yourself. So without further ado, here is the very first episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this mini podcast that I'm doing here on my page. Uh, I don't really know what it's supposed to look like right now, but we are trying to figure things out as we go along. And today I have the amazing Gina Borger here. Is that how you say your name? (laughs) Borger. Borger. (laughs) Borger. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Well, we'll keep that in. I'm sorry. I've known my best friend here. Like, we've known each other since we're, like, I was 13. You must have been, like, 14 going into 15. Yeah. Uh, And you don't have the same name that I am used to. (laughs) So it's just weird for me. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So it's weird to me to call you your married name now. Uh, So Gina Borger (laughs) is here today. And she is a writer. She is a poet. She is an amazing friend, very authentic person. She really knows how to live authentic, authentically and knows how to portray that on her social media. And I'm super proud of her because she actually just launched her... Um, well, just... It's been a while now, but she's been really uh, integrating more and planning more on her other instagram page which is not her personal page but it's for her blog and uh, she puts her writing there and her thoughts and her poetry so so thank you gina for being here with me today uh and today the topic is authenticity on social media what that looks like and also we're going to answer some of your questions awesome thanks for having me seth um shall i ask my first question Well, I mean, we're just going to get into it. How did you start social media?
1: Yeah, so um, obviously, like I've had my social media account, um, my main one for a while. Um, But only in the last year or so have I actually been more intentional um, about posting and about integrating like personal, like creative writing and stuff into my social media Um, before it was basically just a platform to post memories and pictures there was no intentionality behind it Mm -hmm. um yeah
0: and so you know I know that it's been in the last year that you've been more on your uh darling darling (laughs) oh lord
1: (laughs) the depth. Yes.
0: You can keep that as funny. Where's my brain? Where's my brain? Oh my God. Because I turned for darling. I know you did. Okay. Have an amazing Instagram page. The <laughs> depths. It's your, that is your heart on social media. When did that start? When did that idea come to fruition? And why did you want to develop that on Instagram? And where are you now in regards to The Depths and how how it looks like, you know, moving forward in your social media on that?
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah, so The Depths was, I feel like, this idea that was a long time coming. Um, and it was a lot of processing and just brainstorming and thinking and all that stuff. Uh, I, the Depths comes from like this larger idea to eventually, like one day have this creative idea to have my own magazine. Um, And so I would say like that really started in 2013, where I want to have my own magazine and just pursue creative writing and writing professionally. Um, And only in the last two years, I I don't remember the exact year, but I think it was in the last years where I I made a personal account for that, Mm -hmm. Um, like kind of highlighting my writing and uh, poems and my blog essentially. Um however, I've kind of been on and off. I find having two accounts is hard to manage sometimes. Um yeah. it just takes up a lot of time and it obviously requires a lot of intentionality and you know, thinking ideas and content and all that stuff and so um I've kind of been back and forth with it. I'm trying to also integrate some into my personal account now.
0: Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, with everything that I see that you're doing, you know, you recently just did a collaboration with a, an, an artist and you have been posting her on your social media as well. And I think that it's really amazing just that you're taking those steps, even though you feel like maybe you don't have as much time or as much effort, um, even though like you don't have that, you're making efforts and you're making small decisions to make that dream, you know, come true. So I think that that's really beautiful, and that's amazing. And that's like the whole uh, reason why I love helping people, you know go into social media is because you know, I think that everybody has a certain dream that they want to realize, and not many people know that through social media they can actually make a small portion of their dreams, you know start to happen. I don't think people realize as much the importance of social media in the sense where, you know, we we're just constantly selling something. We're constantly we're constantly either selling, you know, something that we think that people should buy or something that we love or something that is, you know, that we're offering. And it's such a good tool to use in order to to have a means of, you know, either starting a business or making our dreams of, you know, one day, as you said, have a magazine, what does it look like for people to, you know, taste and see a little bit of what you have to offer for the future? Um, And, you know, that's why, that's why I love social media. So I think that like a a big question that I wanted to ask you is that because you are on social media, sharing, you know, blogs, sharing your heart, what does it look like to be authentic on social media uh, without, you know, being like, too authentic. It's sharing like literally your whole life. Um, and without being like this almost like fake authenticity, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but like this, like transparency where somebody put it really, really good. Um, where they said transparency is you let people come into like a a living space and you say, Hey, you can look at what's inside of this living space, but you can't sit and you can't like be with me in it, but you can look at it. And authenticity is like, oh, like, come in, let's sit together, let's talk, use this space. And I think that people are misinterpreting that. So I'm wondering, like, how do you interpret that for your social media? And how do you make that happen without, as I said, divulging all of your heart and everything about your life?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I think that's a really good question. I think um, that there is a time and a place for everything. Um, And I think it's healthy to have boundaries with what you share and what you don't share. I mean, I have that with people in my life. Um, You're not going to, you know, like share your whole entire heart with like, like randomly just, you know, what is it? Word vomiting, like on a random stranger, you know, that you come Mm. across the street. So I think um, having wisdom in that and just being really strategic, like I think it's just, it's not. I think it's just understanding those boundaries. Mm -hmm. I don't, I I feel like I don't go, like I said, there's a time and a place. So when I'm on social media, I have those people in my life that I'm vulnerable with, that I share my heart with and know everything. So social media is not necessarily my place to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I am selective with what I share. Um, But I also love to be relatable and, Um, love to I think you can still remain authentic in that place and I think you know social media is also like a really amazing place to meet people and I think you know once you start to meet people personally have private conversations like I I think like it kind of has a domino effect so you can you know share one thing I'll share a poem you know that has a personal message and then maybe someone will message me and then I think things can grow and if that makes sense.
0: So would you say that, you know, in those instances where people have responded back personally on a private message that you're able to be, you know, bring them in a little bit more and share a little bit more, or do you really don't do that? You reserve that for, you know, your, your people.
1: I would say that it depends. I think it's a very, um, I wouldn't say it's black and white. I would say that it depends. I feel like I have had moments where, you know, a conversation comes out of a post and, you know, I engage in it and it goes somewhere and it's great. And it's obviously, you know, it's, a, we're digging a little deeper than, you know, what the post was just yeah. a sharing. Um, but I do, I would say that I think the people I live life with daily Or the people like in my circle of friends, um, which I hope everyone has, but like, I I think they do have the privilege and, you know, honor of seeing Gina fully. Yeah. And I think that's how you,
0: yeah, of course. So you would say more like, you know, the people who really do know you, um, your heart, that they'll see a post like that and they'll, you know, maybe respond by a text message and say like, Hey, I love what you wrote. I know how you're doing. I know like what this is about and they're able to encourage you and be real with you. So it's almost like you're, you're saying that it's like, it's, it's a triune thing. It's like, you know, you can be like, you can give a certain aspect of your authenticity on social media, but then with your really close people, it'll, it'll become like a a deeper talk, a deeper uh, conversation on social media or, um, on social media, on text message or Mm face-to-face. And then you can also have those conversations with people that are not necessarily in your circle, but you can bring them a little bit deeper as well, you know, in DMs and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. Ultimately, like it brings me back to um, this quote that I saw the other day. I used it in a school project, but it was all about, it was, um, her name was Priya. I forget, I forget her last name, but it was all about connection. And it was Mm -hmm. like, you know connection is this beautiful thing, but the reality is is we need to actually create space for connection, yeah, connection to happen, right, create gatherings yeah. that you know allow connection to happen between people, and so I think at the end of the day, um connection is what I'm seeking out, and I think connect- like it can look different in different spaces
0: I agree, I agree, um. I'm somebody who actually has like divulged a lot on social media. I think that just it's a, a, a part of my pers- a personality. I don't know. Um, I'm a little bit more, I wear a little bit more my heart on my sleeve. I've been trying to like learn what it looks like to actually do that in a healthy way rather than an unhealthy way. In the past, like in the maybe two years ago, a little bit more, I was really putting out a lot of myself and. I am, you know realizing, okay, what does it look like to be the true me and not put this like fake, true me on social media where like I'm really divulging a lot of information. Yeah. but I'm not actually being authentic and true to myself. I'm just trying to do it, you know, maybe for ulterior motives, maybe for uh, for that like seemingly that connection with people. Uh, But I have, you know, had a lot of good responses from it. So, I mean, yes, it wasn't maybe the best thing for me, but for connection and for having having relationship with people, even though it's through social media, you know, it, it did happen. And I did see things. And I do feel now that people almost talk to me as though they really truly know me because of the fact that I've done that. And I think that that goes for a lot of people who do kind of put wear their heart on their sleeve. A perfect example is Abby Sunval. oh my gosh, like this woman, holy moly, she puts her life on social media and it's and it's insane like that's like a that's like a another end of the spectrum where she like talks about you know intimacy. she talks about her about like how she's doing on her health journey, how she's doing physically, emotionally. Spiritually, and she'll like post videos where she's bawling her face out, snot, and everything with her best friend Piti, which is like the cutest thing ever. It Mm -hmm. reminds me a lot of just like connections with friends and like the different conversations that we've had together or uh, with other friends. And I think that's beautiful, but it's like a whole other end of the spectrum. Would you say? Because I feel like you you don't do that. I don't feel like you portray that kind of. And is that a choice that you've made that you don't want to put that online, or is it something that you actually do want to do?
1: I don't know how I feel about it. I think for me, like I said, I think there is a time and a place. And I think sometimes we go with what we feel and it, and I cannot, maybe it feels, you know, uncomfortable and it is not the norm, but, you know, you get really good responses and it's good. Right. But I think the first thing that comes to mind, like when you ask that is, like I just think well I have people in my life that I'm like I cry with in person. So for me to I'm not, I, I don't I feel like it's a it's not a controversial thing, but sometimes I I wonder I think it there's a lot of other elements and factors that play into it. So when I you know, you mentioned Abby and I think for her she has quite a big platform and she's really um her like, a lot of what she does is, uh, um, is, like, centered around, like, emotional health and that journey of, you know, being vulnerable and that, and so I think it doesn't feel that out of place for her to post things like that. Mm -hmm. I feel like she's kind of set the tone for that. Mm -hmm. I feel like for me, or for, I think, I think you have to know your niche, so sometimes I think it can, like, it doesn't feel so fake with her. Mm-hmm. And when I think of, like, the greater, like, I'm like, are humans meant to do that? I don't know. I don't feel, I don't know. I don't, you don't know. don't feel
0: compelled to do that.
1: No, I don't. And I think a lot of my emotional needs are met not necessarily from, they're not, my emotion, my emotional needs and physical needs and, you know, things like that are not met through social media. Like, mm-hmm. so I don't, I think I can, you know, maybe write it in a caption form and, you know, share about things, but I'm never going to share something I'm presently going through on social media, if that makes sense. Okay. Just because I want to be intentional with the people around me. My, I have a little rule of thumb, but it's, I I don't allow myself to share something on social media if I haven't first shared it like with my husband or, you know, a friend, family member, just because I think, especially when it comes to hard stuff, I think it's just important for me.
0: Yeah, that makes total sense. And I totally see where you can come from with that. Like, I mean, I have not done that, (laughs) to be honest with you. But I can see where the thought process can come from. Because like, also, I think, I don't know. Maybe if this also does play in your factor, but you do live in another city, and your your family is in like a whole other city, and so maybe you don't necessarily have the time to you know tell them, oh, this is what I'm going through, this is what's happening, and then you know at some point if like one of your sisters sees something on your social media, they're gonna be like, what the hell, Gina? Why didn't you tell us that this is happening? Yeah, exactly. Um, And I think that there's a certain a certain way that that plays in, but I mean, you know, to each his own. And I totally understand your perspective. I totally get that. Uh, Would I, would I do that? I'm not doing that currently because, you know, I'm in a really big process, a really big healing journey. I've expressed that part, but I have not expressed the depth of that. And I've, you know, been that journey. So I don't feel the need to share that with anybody. You know, my close friends know about what I'm going through, but that I keep it, I keep it to that. And uh, I've learned because, you know, maybe in the past I, without the boundaries that I had put or without the knowledge of like where I was at in the time and how my heart was doing, I would have put that online. Um, So, you know, I wanted to get to some of your questions and hear a little bit about Like your concerns about your social media and how you can grow, so we can uh, you know chat about that.
1: Yeah, for sure. So one of I have a question that was inspired from the beginning of our conversation, but um, I think we we talked. I mentioned that obviously, like Instagram specifically, is quite saturated, right? So there is content upon content on content, so much stuff out there, Um, and so many people behind those profiles, and so I think. My first question is how there's so much, like obviously we come across so much positive. There's, I I would say there are a lot of positive aspects to Instagram, but in addition, there are also a lot of negative aspects and -hmm. elements of Instagram. Um, So I was going to say like, how do you, um, how do you protect yourself from the negative? Like, how do you, Mm -hmm. like, where is the line as someone who is, you know, active on Instagram, on social media? Um, How do you, you know, protect yourself and take care of yourself? And
0: yeah. Totally, totally. I think um, a key for me that I've used, I've been on social media for, you know, quite a while. Uh, I've gone through a lot of phases. I've gone through phases of, you know, taking breaks because it was too much saturation, too much negativity. I've gone through times of like being on social media for upwards of six hours a day. I know that, that sounds crazy, but I actually if you don't know i'm I'm a social media manager, so I have to manage other people's social media accounts. I have to engage with you know potential clients and all of that. so it does require a lot of time, as I say to the people I talk to it, it's pretty much a full- time job so uh, I've been through a lot of that, and I think the tips that I give to people now is know your limits when yeah. you start to feel this like, it's almost like we'll start to feel this anxious feeling inside of like, like almost like a weight of like, I can't look at this without feeling anxious. And you may be looking at something super great. Like you may be looking at a DIY, but you feel anxious. You feel like, why do I feel anxious? Why do I feel down? And that I would say is usually a sign of well, there may be deeper things going on first of all, <laughs> but it's usually a sign that maybe you should just take a step away from social media for upwards of an hour because you know I wouldn't say just turn it off for five minutes, but upwards of an hour, just take some time away, you know, put some music on, do some things you have to do around the house. I don't know whatever that may be yeah. uh, that's a really good tip that I try to help you know uh people with yeah. another thing is you know, if it's your job or if it's something that you do, you know, as a pastime for your blog or whatever. And, you know, you do have to, there is a certain aspect of having to look at other people's content to know how to create your own content. Absolutely. Uh, it's just a part of the, the, the Instagram game, you could say. Uh, and I would say to those people is, you know, try to maximize the time in social media learning. If you're doing it for learning purposes, then I think that it kind of almost like there's a switch in your brain that happens that says, I'm not here to consume. I'm here to learn.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And once you kind of get into that mindset of learning, then you start to say, okay, well, I'm I'm here to learn. So I'm not going to look at like stupid videos because I'm not learning. I'm not learning from that. I'm, I want to go onto the platforms that I know I can learn from there. Um, from their social media content or whatever that may look like. So that's another thing that I would say that I've been actually trying to put into, into practice because there is such like a huge mentality that we have to perform and we have to be there. We have to be on social media and we have to, it's just all about doing, doing, doing posting, posting, posting. And listen, I'm the first one to understand that it's exhausting. But, you know, if you just take, take do a few steps that will make you think about things in a healthier way, or you take a, a few steps to, you know, get off when you know it's time to get off or go on just to, you know, comment back on a comment that you had or message somebody back, then I think that putting those into practice will help you not feel like you're in that doing mode, but feel like you're just being there to be there. And then you start making healthier choices once you that that starts clicking in your mind. Yeah. And from uh, a book that I read, which is like clinically proven, um, this is by Dr. Caroline Leaf. She talks about how after 21 days, uh, you there's like a there's like a switch that happens in your brain once you make healthy decisions. Is it 21 days that you said? I think
1: it's 21 days to form a habit.
0: Yes. And uh, I think that it's it's 30 days or 60 days to like actually make that habit like a reality. And so, you know, I know that that sounds long, but if you can put that into practice on the long-term, because, you know, we are on the long-term on social media. How long have you been on social media for?
1: I don't know. I remember being so like stubborn about not wanting to make one. But I guess for since
0: 2012, 20, 2010. I mean, Facebook, it was like tw- 2009. Yeah, space, MySpace. MySpace. I had MySpace. But you know, it's been a long time. So if we think about like even longer forward in the future, then we have time to put those things into practice.
1: We do. I think it's important which lens you're viewing it from. So I think it's important mm-hmm. to view it from a lens of, you know, inspiration and, mm-hmm. you know, celebrating other people. Yeah. That's been one of my biggest, you know, focuses and motives rather than it's so easy to fall into, you know, competition, fall into, I want to be better than them or they're better than me. And so I think knowing your motives is probably a very helpful thing. You know, why yes. are here?
0: Oh, a hundred percent. Motive is... A really big thing. And I think we can get that confused often. We can think that we have a good motive, but we may have an ulterior motive within that covered good motive that we're actually lying to ourselves about. Um, And this is something that I see often. I see that people, I see a lot of different versions of, you know, motives and how, why people are on social media. I've seen, I've seen the people who are on social media saying that they are there to, you know, do good things, to bring good, like bring goodness and all that stuff. But then I've seen almost like, you know, their own life doesn't portray that. And that for me, I'm like, okay, well, that's like a huge warning sign of where, where are your true motives? Because if that's what's like being projected and then I see you in real life and it, doesn't seem like that aligns, then there's something missing. And then there's, you know, the people who are afraid that they'll ever have bad motives. And then they <laughs> don't actually take the step to be on social media because they're afraid that they'll have bad motives at a certain yeah. point. Yeah. This is one of, my, one of my best friends. She knows who I'm, t- she, she <laughs> knows. She's, she's always afraid. She's always afraid to post because she's afraid that someone will, you know, see something a little bit differently or, uh, what if they think this, or what if they think that I'm, I'm all of myself for posting that and this, yeah. but like, this is not, this is not just for one person. This is for so many people. So many people are afraid that they'll have bad motives. So they just never post or they'll just post seldomly just to say that they're on social media. And in my brain, like, that's where I'm like, okay, that's a huge red flag as well. As much as the other thing, that's a huge red flag because I'm like, social media, it it's a, it can be a place of such goodness, such, such camaraderie, such, you know, connection. But if we're afraid to put ourselves out there, thinking that someone may say, think a certain thing, then it kind of breaks that whole cycle. And then it ends up being not as good for that person who does have dreams and have desires and does want to flourish and does want to put maybe their content on social media, but just doesn't know how, because of those reasons. Uh, yeah. So I would say, you know, getting a good motive and knowing like if your motives are pure is something that, you know, you have to figure out on your own in your heart and your time, but having a good motive is figuring out, okay, why am I here? What's my purpose? And how is my heart behind it? Am I feeling exhausted posting? Cause if I'm feeling exhausted, then those two things don't matter in the end. Because if you're feeling exhausted, you're feeling burnt out by being on social media, you feel like it's too much of a a hassle, then those motives are not true motives. You always have to check your heart. That's what I would say. Yeah.
1: For sure. I think that's good. I think that's what it comes down to. Um so continuing this talk of, you know, like just motives and authenticity, um how i think one of my biggest um kind of wrestles have been with authenticity so remaining authentic while still being engaged and consistent i do i do there's obviously all these formulas for posting and what times to post and what days to post and you know um all these things, all the things you can learn, which I think is really cool and helpful to people pursuing this. Cause I think sometimes we need that formula, you know, the step-by-step. Um, I think my struggle sometimes is I want to post, which kind of feeds off of the, you know, the person you mentioned, but just like want to post, but you want to remain authentic and real and honest. Um, and you also want to be consistent because, consistency mm-hmm. is really the key. I think yeah. just, for me to, yeah. um, just being present. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't think that needs to be every second, but you know, it could even be posting, you know, twice a week. Um, and so how do you find the balance? Wow.
0: That's like a huge, um, it's huge. Yeah. I would say for you personally, I know that you are in school, you work, uh, it's a lot. I would say that if anybody is in a situation in a circumstance like yours, they, you would need to find, or they would need to find a time where it's very convenient for you yeah. and disregard everything that social media says about when you have to post, how you have to post and all of that. Uh, if somebody, you know, somebody who does have more time, there's more leeway, I would give a different, you know, approach. But for someone who's in your position, who's either working full-time, at school full-time or juggling both, married, have kids, all of that, what's important is, okay, do you have at least 15 to 30 minutes to figure out what you want to post? Okay, let's just give an example. You know, you want to post for your blog Instagram and this is like the thing that you want to put more at the forefront so how how much time does it need do you need to write a little a caption or write a poem and if you already have a poem then how much time does do you need to set up a little a little picture edit the picture pre pre make your whole Instagram post and actually set a timer to post it at a time that you think that is reasonable. I mean, yeah. I would not necessarily recommend posting at 5 a.m. in the morning, but if that's your only time, then that's your only time. And then people will see it when they wake up at by 7 a.m. Yeah. But yeah, find a time that's good for you at least 15 to 30 minutes. For me, I've gotten it down to maybe 10 minutes, but that's because, you know, I've, been doing this for a little while it's a little bit easier but for somebody who has a little bit less experience a little bit who needs a little bit more time to know what to write to know how to write it to know uh how to edit the photo or all that stuff i mean it does take time it's a work it's like it's a it's a whole little side hustle that you may or may not be making money from so it's finding that time it's finding those moments so yeah 15 to 30 minutes if you don't even have that then worst case scenario on the toilet <laughs> <laughs> lol that's hilarious oh my gosh that's- <laughs> seriously that's literally the worst case scenario i mean some of us need to do our doo doo every day <laughs> some of us everybody does <laughs> multitasking to a multitasking whole new level. exactly um, Often we'll just be you know, swiping on social media while we're doing that thing. But I think that, you know, if you can maximize your time and that's your only time to post, why not?
1: Yeah, for sure. No, that's good. I Another thing I just thought about was, you know, that saying of, you know, I, I hear this a lot. I'm in um, studying English literature and professional writing. And um, when it comes to editing and all that stuff, but a lot of things you hear is you know you need to know the rules before you can break them, and so when it comes to you know the fundamentals of editing and writing and sentence structuring and all the things, um, you learn to follow the rules, um, and I would say once you know are a little further in that creative journey, you have that foundation and you're kind of set up to break them. Um, I just thought about like social media, and I think it applies to every art, to be honest. Um, But I was thinking, like, there's all these formulas about, you know, when to post, like I mentioned before, you know, what hashtags to use. And then you have these, obviously, more established influencers um, who can post anytime, but they have that connection. And I guess some people call it their family, their, you know, their following, whatever you want to call it, um, that are just... They're just interested and they're engaged. I feel like, you know, like at the end of the day, at the end of the day, like people have the choice to want to engage or not. Like you said, you have to also tweak it to your life,
0: not tweak your life to that. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think that that's super important. And I love what you said about knowing the rules before you break them. That is essentially what, social media is at this point. And I think that like a, on a whole other level, TikTok is what is what breaks that rule completely. Because you can post on TikTok at any hour of the day and not even use any hashtags and get famous overnight. Yeah. Literally. People going from, you know, 0 to 100 million like 100,000 followers, uh, like a million followers. And that's that's literally what like I'm sure that the people there who are, you know, doing who are at the back end of TikTok, you know, building TikTok, they're like, this is kind of almost like the the rule breakers of the social media age right now. Yeah. And I think that us users of Instagram who are used to this like strategy based kind of system, that's why it's a little bit harder to be on TikTok because people feel like TikTok is like this whole other platform that is so different. And that is just almost like a a crazy frenzy situation where they're like, I don't even know where to start there. Because it's almost like it's not even like in the grid lines of what Instagram has done, where you have to post at a certain time or... And I yeah. think that at this point, Instagram is at a point where, you know, it is easier to post at a certain time and like at lunchtime, people are more geared towards looking at that and like 7pm when people are out of work, all of that. Yeah. But, you know, TikTok is so not like that. So we come from a place where there's structure, 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 <laughs> and we go to a place like TikTok and we're like, what the heck do I do now? Yeah. Um, and, and I think that that's what literally getting out of the box looks like. And uh and I would say that if we can actually take a little bit of what we learn from TikTok and bring that over to Instagram, even though Instagram is the older platform, I think that it will end up helping us, those entrepreneurs who actually want to develop something and bring something to the world and make our dreams come true in the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, no,
1: it's good. I have kind of tasted a glimpse of TikTok. Um, but you kind of raise, I think, an important question, um, just with, like, I'm just thinking Instagram and TikTok, and I, the thing that I was just thinking about that came to mind was this idea of consumption versus contribution. And obviously, you know, knowing your place, but oftentimes, I think we find ourselves you talk. You talked a little bit about, about like you know, like spending. You know, if it's ten minutes a day or ten to you know, thirty minutes, fifteen to thirty minutes a day, and just being, you know, like maybe just going there to just respond to a message or, you know, um. But I want to address this thing of consumption, consumption versus contribution, and just where is the balance in that? Because I think often people, I think it's not quite balanced, and we often it's like. Consumption takes the high highway, um and we often find ourselves like sucked into like these, you know, portals of social media. Um, yeah, just wasting our lives away. No, I'm kidding. Um, I think there's an element of that. An element of like, what does it look like, you know, to to remain engaged while still, you know, for sure, what does it look like to remain engaged there while still remaining engaged in real life? Yeah, it's just a totally. bad question we have to ask ourselves. Um, but it is a real a, a real question we have to ask ourselves. Ask ourselves because you know we're in such a di- digital age, and you know mm-hmm. our phones give us access to everything. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I feel like this is the picture of you know, like you think the last few years, and I feel like the picture uh, that I get of like just humans is just like this image of just like you're just like scrolling on your phone, you know. So. I think it's important to, you know, be aware of our consumption and, and are we just there to consume, consume, consume? Are we contributing in any way? Are we, you know, can, Mm because I think contribution ties and connects with, you know, connection. We're connecting, we're being intentional. We're not just, you know, scrolling. Um, So what does it look? I don't know. It's just an interesting, I don't know, question. You can kind of go off from there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that it totally makes sense what you're saying. And I've, excuse me, I've, um, I've definitely, you know, had my bouts of feeling like I'm just consuming. And this actually ties into one of the things I said, which if you're consuming for learning or for growing, then I think that there's something really great about that. Right now, I work from home, obviously, as many of many of us are right now. I have been consuming a lot of podcasts, but there have been podcasts that have been, you know, mental mental health related, related to what's going on in the world, related to so many different things, entrepreneurship, all of that. And I've been learning. Yes, I love them too. And I've been learning a lot from them. And when it comes to consumption, you know, we have to think, what are we, how are we consuming? Like, what are we consuming? If I'm going to McDonald's and consuming McDonald's every day, then yeah, I'm going to be obese and I'm going to have liver problems and, you know, things are not going to go well for me. But if I'm consuming vegetables every day, if I'm consuming, if I'm consuming proteins and good things and things that are going to, you know, help my body, then, then it's good, and in the long term, it's all right. I think that it's. I think that it's okay to sometimes have the the cheat and have the little Big Mac once in a while, and have like you know a uh, maybe a a few you know uh, a few hours of consumption of maybe like a, a TV show that you really enjoy that may be completely <laughs> not educational at all, or you know some. Something, yeah. Something on TikTok that may be just, just funny. That makes you laugh, but it's, it's finding the good balance. It's finding the healthy balance and it's knowing in the end, what are we also doing on the platform? Yeah. And I think the question mm-hmm. of
1: moderation also comes in.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, I'm one to talk yesterday. I binged friends all day, <laughs> literally from morning to night, binge friends. Yeah. But I know that I don't do this often. This is like the first time I watch Friends in a really long time. And it's just it's just a fun thing that I get to do to make me not think about, you know, what's going on in the world and all that stuff. However, huge however is that when we're creating content, when we're
1: when we're consuming content, it's really
0: important to know that our consumption does not give us value and what we bring out does not give us value either. None of that gives us value. So if we, like, if we consume something for a long period of time, if there's ever an aspect of guilt because we've consumed uh, an amount of content, then I would say that there's something deeper below the surface that is getting triggered. I could have, you know, woken up today and been like, oh, I wasted my whole day yesterday. What a waste, what a waste of my life. And I could have been down today. And I could have been like, Sab, you, you know, better, you should have done better. This, this, this reason why, you know, you could have done this, you could have done this, this, this. But instead I chose the, to take another, <laughs> a healthier decision and say, no, no. I'm allowing myself those moments where I get to, you know, binge some content or have some time to myself to do what I like in the end yeah. and not have a negative way of thinking about the way that I consume content. For sure. So, and then it's the same thing for what we give out in the end. So, you know, if I'm creating content that in the end is just so that I can have value just so that I can, you know, be somewhere that I think I need to be or be this person that I think I need to be or whatever that may be yeah. then there's something below the surface. And you need to start questioning those motives, those it all it's all like a big circle in the end of the day. You have to question your motive. You have to question why you're doing it and then how you're doing it and then the and then what is coming from it. There's like a whole circle. And it's always coming back to the why and to your heart and how you're doing. Not all of people are going to love that. I'm just putting it out there that it is important to take care of your heart. (laughs) That's a super huge thing. If you don't want to take care of your heart, then, I mean, that's on you. And I do not control you (laughs) in the end of the day. But that's what I would say to, you know, the whole consumption and what we put out and all that.
1: Yeah. That's good. You answered... Every one of my questions, those were like my four main questions. I love that. I love
0: that. I think that when it comes to your social media and your content and how you create Gina, um, there's something so beautiful about the fact that you really do and i've said I said it earlier, you really do show this authentic side of you, this authentic part of you know a, a part of your heart that. That is beautiful and has like a lot of you know creativity and has a lot of, of thought-driven you know processes that you really want to bring out in the world and I think that's beautiful and what I would really um, recommend for you for your social media and how to bring that to life is start by having one day one day a week that you know you're going to post that day as I said that fifteen to thirty minutes whenever you feel like is really advantageous for you. Don't feel like you have to post at this certain day, this certain time, whatever. But if you stay consistent with that once a week, then you can grow to twice a week. Then you can grow to three times a week. Until, you know, the time that, you know, you start to see your goals that maybe you have for your social media starts to like, to grow. I know that you just passed the thousand thousand Mm -hmm. followers, which you were really happy about. (laughs) I know you were really happy about that. And I think that's beautiful. You know, you had that goal and you saw that goal come to pass. And every time one of those goals comes to pass, then we have to think, okay, how can I get to my next goal? Is my, is your next goal to maybe have like, um, enough content that you can bring together and have like a, maybe, maybe a zine that comes out. Not, not, a full magazine because obviously maybe you not you don't feel like you're there yet but maybe a, a zine that will come out or a small podcast or a whatever that may be whatever makes your heart happy but if you can start climbing to get to that that place then that's another you know mountain that you get to start like making your trekking your way up so that you can get to the top of it yeah. and I, that's what i recommend to most of you know the people that come um and our clients to me.
1: Yeah, no, that's good. I think thank you for that by the way. Um I think one thing I have to remind myself is that my goal is never, you know, I don't really want to be numbers focused when I'm on that mm-hmm. platform. I think I think it's easy to, you know, fall into that trap and to, you know, like it's a very natural I think human thing to feel good about it. Um but I always want to um, to to reevaluate what my goal is, and my goal, like I mentioned before, is just to really you know inspire and to encourage people and to stay true to who i am to you know to and like I have different you know passions and interests, and I'm trying to like. Refocus that and also not really put too much pressure or any pressure, really Mm -hmm. just post and you know, be like a lot of me is very much. I think the way I function is I'm very much inspired by the world around me, and so you know, what can feel what can you know mean nothing to someone, usually I find meaning in you know, whether I'm you know, walking down the street or you know, just at work or watching a or at the grocery store. I feel like I find little pockets of inspiration around me. And I think my goal is to, um, incorporate that into, into media. So
0: I think that that's beautiful. And what I would say to that is as much as you can just be authentic in that, like who is Gina and what would, you know, almost get to like this childlike kind of way of doing things. Like you want to post a picture of a sunset and and share like just a thought that you have on your heart, then do it. Like get into that childlike aspect of like, I'm going to post because I feel like posting. It doesn't necessarily have to be the most beautiful thing in the world. It doesn't have to be the most like aesthetically pleasing thing in the world, whether that's, you know, on stories or on, on a post, as long as you're being true to yourself and being authentic to yourself, I think that that's what counts. You know, you say that the numbers don't, matter to you. And that is totally, you know, great and understandable. I would say to that is that your Instagram is a portfolio for what you do. So the more people embrace your portfolio, or at least engage with it, maybe not like not even like a photo, I mean, you could have three likes, but at least, you know, if you have comments back, if you have people who are engaging with you, then there's something so beautiful about that, like dialogue between you and the person. And in the end, that's like, you know, you worked for Darling darling Media and what you loved about them going into, you know, before working for them is the fact that, you know, when you were on their content or when you were consuming, you know, their magazine, you had like something to say about it. You wanted to promote that their magazine was do beneficial to you, that their content was beneficial to you, that their posts are beneficial to you. And so you'll comment or you'll tag your friends or you'll have a conversation. And that's as a brand, coming from the brand perspective, just think I'm in the brand. Yeah. I love that people are engaging on that level and are coming back and are giving me, me- sending messages saying, I love that you're you know, loving the, the magazine. I love that this touched you. And imagine yourself as that, as you're building that brand. You may not be where, you, where they are, but start to put yourself in the position of, if I were there, what would I enjoy? What would I like? How would I want to connect with the people who are like me, essentially? And what does that do to the art that I'm putting out online?
1: Yeah, no, that's good. I think mean, that's really good. It's a really good thing to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Which... Totally. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's good. Awesome. Well, I loved our conversation. And if you loved this conversation, then uh, just go ahead and follow uh, Gina on her social media platforms. Uh, if you want to share what your social media platforms are, yeah. So my, uh, it's
1: just on Instagram, but Gina Gina.borger for my personal account and then the depths uh, for
0: my, um, blog. Exactly. depths blog. Yeah, exactly. So when you find her, let her know that, you know, it was because of this and, uh, yeah, just thank you so much for your time, Gina. Thank you for your authenticity and your realness. And, uh, Thank you, everybody who is listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this and we will, you know, come to you. you. (laughs) I heard someone in the background. Come to you uh, at a later time, whenever that may be. (laughs) Thanks, Ab. Hey, guys. Thanks again for joining in to the very first podcast episode. And a special thanks goes out to everybody who is listening with headphones. I can't imagine how that must have been but you've made it to the very end. I just wanted to share that I started a Patreon page. If you guys are interested in supporting me and supporting this podcast and also getting a behind the scenes look of what it takes to plan, record and create a one woman podcast. I also take you through the editing process of video editing and sound editing with the knowledge that I have. A lot of people are stuck at home nowadays and they're looking to starting their own podcast. So what better way than to support a creator as well as learn for yourself of how to create your own podcast. So I thank you guys once again. And if you guys are interested, you can check out patreon.com slash beloved Have a great day.